Hi, I'm Morgan Goulet, a licensed marriage and family therapist. I work as a therapist in private practice and also serve as a clinical trainer for a nonprofit organization where I develop curriculum and provide trainings to staff and the community. My hope with this podcast is to decrease stigma around mental health and substance use and encourage a more open and honest conversation. We're all human and we've all experienced our own struggles, so let's talk about it. And I'm Whitney Hodak, a working professional in Los Angeles, California. I struggle with my own mental health and I'm just curious about mental health in general. On this podcast, I'll be the layman to Morgan's expertise. This podcast is an exploration into common mental health issues. While Morgan is a trained and licensed therapist and the advice and conversation may be useful and relatable to you, your own personal experience should be advised and guided by your own mental health care provider. Hi, welcome to today's episode of Emotional Curiosity. We're going to be discussing body image. Okay, so as we do, (laughs) let's define body image. Yes, so body image is essentially how we think, feel, and view our bodies. Um, So this is different than, you know, we're not talking necessarily about disordered eating or eating disorders, uh, but just, you know, the view that we all have of our bodies. Great, so how does that affect our mental health yeah so it seems potentially quite obvious but (laughs) let's just go for it (laughs) you know um yeah it is a little bit obvious obviously if you the more likely um or if you have a negative body image the more likely you are to of course develop some sort of eating disorder um but also how you're more likely to have depressive symptoms anxiety um you know all of the things that we've talked about before on the podcast it just puts you at higher risk so you know mental health issues kind of go hand in hand with having a poor body image. And does this affect men and women equally? I know we hear about it with women all the time. Yeah, we hear about it with women all the time. Um, From the research that I found, it certainly affects men, but not, you know, as high of a rate as it does women. Um, And there's a lot of cultural factors that go into it as well, right? So particularly, you know, in American culture and a lot of European cultures as well, you know, thinness is kind of the ideal body type. Um, But then also for men, like being muscular and in shape is also considered the ideal body type. So men are not, you know, immune to the impacts of, you know, having a negative body image because of the media and things that they're seeing, but it does affect women at higher rates. And certainly in, you know, a couple of de- decades ago, we were seeing a lot of that being expressed to us in images and like magazines mm-hmm. and the media and that type of thing. And now we have social media, yes. which this has also been discussed a lot. So people know that like social media is adding to this body yeah. image yeah. issue. Yeah. And I think it's like really interesting. So when I was looking a little bit more into this, I found it interesting because obviously, you know, when we were growing up, there was like magazines and we saw you know, like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and all these like very, very thin uh, women that we thought were, that was how we were supposed to look, right? Um, And that felt really overwhelming. Uh, But now there's obviously just like constant access to these images. Um, But not only that, there's been kind of like a shift in the ideal body type. So there's less of that fixation on like super 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 thin and more of a fixation on like the kardashian type of body where you have like a huge butt and like Mm -hmm. boobs and curves and a super flat stomach and you know all of these things which is still very unrealistic and unattainable for most people Mm -hmm. um at least in in a healthy natural way um and so even though like our view of what maybe is appealing or attractive has changed 
the constant like influx of media of seeing that still has such a huge impact and I think even more so because it's so easily accessible and to girls and you know boys too uh that are super super young you know kids have phones now from like seven eight years old on Mm -hmm. and they have access to all of these things just constantly being bombarded with those images yeah and it's interesting uh as you mentioned body image um preference I guess by society has changed over the course of multiple decades and Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the century it was one thing then you move into the 20s it's another thing in the 40s it's another thing Mm -hmm. so on and so forth and we as millennials have gone through a few different iterations (laughs) yeah (laughs) and now we're certainly in that very uh intense hourglass figure that is not particularly achievable naturally yeah um and that obviously leads to a lot of you know women feeling inadequate and also you know potentially like getting plastic surgery modifying their bodies working out like to extreme amounts you know a lot of the same types of things that were happening when like very very thin was in but just in a different way right and like the fact that what is considered attractive or, you know, quote, ideal does constantly change. It's like you can never really be good enough, right? Like if you're super skinny, you were like ideal in the 90s, but now you're not. Uh, <laughs> so you, it's just like kind of trying to keep up with the Joneses constantly. Yeah, and none of these are probably where your body actually is meant to just be naturally. Right, exactly. Um, so, I mean, a lot of the research I found, of course, showed that the more someone's on social media just in general the higher um, likelihood that they'll have negative uh, body image but also that increases if they're you know consuming more appearance related content so if they're following a bunch of like fitness influencers and like you know model people and people that you know are portraying like a specific body type Um, however there is like this other side of instagram and social media that is very you know body um, acceptance and like body positive Um, so they're is also a little bit of a balance now where I think before we didn't really maybe have as much access to those types of, you know, media, that type of media. Um, and so we just saw like this one image and this one type of person. And now we at least do have a bit of a balance where we can see, Oh, there's all these different bodies as well. Um, and so if you are following more of those types um, of accounts or pages, then you are less likely to be negatively affected by social media. So it really comes down to like, what are you consuming? And how much of it are you consuming? And since we mentioned briefly, like, changing your body um, with, like, plastic surgery and stuff, is there a point where that's problematic? Like, some people just have, like, one little thing that they're Mm -hmm. not crazy about. And then they fix it and they're like, oh, I feel better. Right. But there's other people that find themselves on a slippery slope and change everything. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really hard, right? Like, there's not a blanket way to look at it. uh, But if you are someone that's considering plastic surgery, I think it's really important just to think about the why. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why do you want this particular procedure done? Um, And is it because you're trying to fit, like, this specific mold? Uh, Or is this something that you've always been uncomfortable with and having that, you know, what, like, say you have a really, you know, you, what you view as like an unattractive nose and you want to fix that. 
um, and that's like the only thing that you're really fixated and unhappy with and you feel like if you get that done you would be fine versus you know if you have this like you know I'm going to use Kim Kardashian just mm-hmm. because I feel like you know she has such an unrealistic body type mm-hmm. um, that so many people try to emulate and so if you're like well I want to look like this and so I need to you know get like a Brazilian butt lift and I need to get my boobs done and I need to get you know this done and that done and Botox and filler and like all of these things you're not you know trying to just like fix one insecurity you're trying to basically become another person Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's really just looking or trying to kind of recognize like what what is the driving factor behind Mm -hmm. why you're wanting plastic surgery there's nothing wrong with getting plastic surgery if it's gonna help you feel better and more confident but it's also like it can be very unhealthy and toxic yeah my guess is well I haven't had any but I would think that if it changes your image dramatically enough that that puts you in then like a different set of mental alarm we'll say potentially if it's not what you expected or Even if it is, but you don't recognize yourself anymore. Yeah, exactly. Or you maybe have changed your appearance so drastically and now other people are treating you differently and that's going to have an impact on your mental health, right? Like, well, now I'm getting maybe all of this like positive attention or, you know, people seem more attracted to me, but I haven't changed as a person. Like Mm -hmm. just my appearance has changed. So your identity and like who you are becomes so entrenched in just what you look like. And as we know, like looks fade and people Mm -hmm. you know change throughout their life even if you're getting plastic surgery and so if you are solely focused on your appearance to kind of get the approval if you will of others then that's going to cause a whole other host of issues yeah definitely um but if you if you get it and it's like it gives you the boost of confidence that you need to just Mm -hmm. run through your day and be the full person that you are to yourself with everybody else then hmm, that's yeah. probably okay yeah and that's why it's like such a gray area because mm-hmm. it's I don't I'm not like plastic surgery is bad like if people want plastic surgery and that's gonna help them you know feel more confident and you know good about themselves then great but just being really aware of kind of where that's stemming from why you're wanting it and what's where is the line for you mm-hmm. be really honest with yourself right and maybe your therapist if you have one. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe explore that with your therapist. But I mean there are some people that like their entire life, you know, they've been unhappy with, you know, like their nose or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they get to an age where they're like, Okay, I think this is something that I wanna do, I have the means to do it, let me do that. Mm-hmm. That's very different than, you know, con- being kind of like fixated and obsessed with having a certain look mm-hmm. and then getting a surgery to achieve that. Yeah, or trying to keep up with a body image trend Mm -hmm. that as we know can change yeah and I think we're seeing that a lot now too because you know if you like go through Instagram and kind of look at a lot of the influencers and stuff like everyone's face looks the same Mm -hmm. you know and that's kind of changing like the standard of like what's attractive is changing so now people Mm -hmm. have gotten like all of these different procedures and filler and all of this stuff to have a certain look and now that's like becoming not as attractive Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that's where you have to be really honest with yourself. Am I trying to just achieve this particular look because I think that's what's pretty or, you know, whatever? Or is this something that 
I just am unhappy with myself in this this particular area, but I do have other things that make me feel good. I'm happy with you know other parts of me, and it's not that I'm like relying on fixing this one thing or you know several things to make me happy. Mm-hmm. So when we're seeing constant imagery from all kinds of different sources about what a male body should look like or a female body should mm-hmm. look like, but we don't want to particularly change ourselves, but we're not totally happy with ourselves. Yeah. How do we become okay with it? How do we embrace it? Yeah. And I think that's where like recognizing what media are you taking in? Obviously we can't control everything right. Mm. That we see, we're going to, we're going to encounter images that aren't, maybe what are, aren't healthy for us to view. Um, and that's okay. But where you can like trying to control things. So if you're following accounts that every time you look at that account, you feel bad about yourself or you're comparing yourself to that person, unfollow them or mm-hmm. block them or hide their stuff. So you don't see it. If it's someone that you personally know and you don't want to like hurt their feelings or whatever. Um, and then follow more accounts that make you feel good. So like following, you know, more body positive accounts or, you know, just even accounts that show like variation of bodies so that it's not just like this one type, uh, because the reality is that we're all so different and there's, there's no way that all of us could fit as particular body type. Like it's just impossible. And so if that's all that your feed or whatever is, it consists of, then you're going to feel pretty shitty. Mm -hmm. Um, so trying to like control some things in that way and then also think that a big part of uh negative body image is like who you're surrounding yourself with and also who you're talking or how they're talking and how how you're talking about your body and like how much you're talking about your body right Mm -hmm. so if you're surrounded with you know friends who are also really fixated on their appearance and constantly talking about things that they're unhappy with and I don't like this about myself and I hate my thighs and I hate this and I hate that and I hate whatever that then, like, starts to make you kind of think about your own body. It's like that scene in Mean Girls, you know, when they're, like, all in the mirror, like, oh, my pores are so big. And uh-huh. then she's like, oh, like, I guess I should be unhappy with something yeah. I with need myself. to complain about something, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so trying to surround yourself with people who are either very positive about their bodies or who just don't really talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Because there's so many other things than our bodies that are important about us. Um, and then trying to talk about you know, your body in a positive way. So I know like for myself, I have a lot of family members and even friends that will negatively talk about their bodies or complain a lot about their bodies. Um, and I certainly used to be that way as well. And I've tried to make like a very conscious effort, you know, to feel more comfortable with myself. And then also when they're saying stuff to kind of like point out other positive things of them or like reasons why that's not that important if they've, you know, gained a couple pounds or they ate their whole meal at dinner, like Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, So trying to change the conversation. Yeah. And I think in terms of when you're looking or scrolling through things on Instagram or whatever, or consuming certain content, I think it takes a lot of Mm self-awareness to recognize that when you're looking at something that is making you feel like you need to be doing something differently, that there's a correlation there and that you should stop and reassess. Yeah. Yeah. It does take self-awareness. Um, you know, it just takes you step, taking a step back and thinking, what is my mood like before I opened Instagram or whatever, you know, social media you're on Mm -hmm. and then after. And if you feel worse, then obviously there's something that you're following or looking at or consuming, whether it's 
body image or like people on all these fabulous vacations while you're sitting in your apartment by yourself or whatever it is. Yeah. It's not, that's making you feel less than. And from there, it's kind of figuring out, okay, what is it? What sorts of things are coming up for me? Do I feel like I'm left out because I'm not at all these cool things? Do I feel unhappy with my appearance? You know, what is, what is triggering me? Mm-hmm. And then in terms of like talking about it, I think that there's a, a balance probably. Like if it's something that's making you legit unhappy, mm-hmm. you shouldn't bury it, but it shouldn't be all consuming in the conversation because that just like can amplify it and exacerbate it. Totally. And you know, yeah, either you're, you're allowed to be unhappy with something with yourself or you're allowed to like work on yourself or try to improve or whatever. But yeah, when you, that's all you're talking about, mm-hmm. it makes it so much worse. And that is when it can kind of slip into like very disordered eating or, you know, like body dysmorphia um, and those sorts of things. Since you mentioned body dysmorphia, what is that? So body dysmorphia is um, a diagnosis. So someone can be diagnosed with body dysmorphia. And essentially what it means is that you have a like obsession almost, like a a fixation on a particular part of your body um, that is not... um, the word I'm looking for like it doesn't it's not relative to the actual body part like it doesn't make sense in the context so you have like a fixation on I'll just use your nose I'm just going to keep using noses as an example (laughs) you have a fixation on your nose and how disgusting it is and huge it is and awful and whatever but it's not in reality Mm -hmm. Um, but you spend like a lot of time uh, mirror checking so like looking at your face in the mirror looking at it criticizing it Uh, You're thinking about it pretty frequently, so it kind of becomes like a consuming part of you where you're thinking about how awful your nose is pretty regularly to the point where it's impacting your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you'll see that, of course, with various body parts, um, but it can be anything. And so that's a little different than like an eating disorder where you maybe haven't necessarily done anything to alter that. Sometimes people do, Mm -hmm. you know, because they have such severe body dysmorphia that they will get plastic surgery or something to alter that part of them. Um, but it's just like that fixation um, that is not, uh, it doesn't make sense given your body. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched this episode of Nip Tuck one time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the show it was. And the character had body dysmorphia, He, but he didn't like his arm. I think it was it. Uh, this was so long ago, I'm probably misremembering it. But he ended up cutting his arm off in the bathtub. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, it's not the same. I mean, it's that's obviously an extreme case yeah, that would be for very a Hollywood extreme. show <laughs> about plastic surgery. But the, the main thing about, like, body dysmorphia versus, like, an eating disorder or other type of body image issues, I, for me, is, like, it's not... T- or at least it doesn't seem to be always consistent with like what society is telling you mm-hmm. is yes. um, good or attractive or whatever. It's just something that you are like, this is not working for me. Right. It can be like tied to that, right? Like, mm. you know, a lot of women um, have like this fixation on their stomach, right? Because uh-huh. like our stomach is supposed to be flat and like look a certain way and like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so it can be tied to that and that can kind of like then develop into body dysmorphia, but it's not always. And you can be getting which is, I mean, I guess true of eating disorders as well. You can be getting messages from the outside that like, no, you, you're, there's nothing wrong with your stomach or nothing wrong with your nose or whatever Mm -hmm. body part you're fixated on, but you 
see yourself differently. You view yourself in a very different way. And so, you know, when you're looking in the mirror, you see something different than someone that is looking at you. Yeah, it's like you're looking at yourself in a funhouse mirror. Right. And everybody else sees you in regular life. Right. And you're very um, hyper-focused on, like, if it's a body part that can change, like, your stomach obviously fluctuates throughout the day and throughout the week. And if you're a woman, like, throughout your cycle, um, and you're very fixated on those, like, minor changes. Mm -hmm. So, positive body image. Yeah. Um feels hard to come by but as you mentioned like there are a lot of like champions of body positivity that we're seeing more and more these days but it has Mm -hmm. taken like some very bold people to yeah make that their crusade and make other people feel good about themselves how can I mean we kind of touched on this in terms of like social media access but um are there other ways you know positive self-talk we've talked about a number of times to just make sure that your mindset you're mentally just like getting in touch with yourself and what your body is capable of what it does for you Mm -hmm. what are there any other tools yeah I mean you just touched on some of them so obviously positive self-talk comes into pretty much everything Mm -hmm. mental health related um but trying to catch yourself and Something that I'll have clients do, which sounds so cheesy, um, but if they have a negative view of themselves, uh, whether it's body related or not, um, is just make themselves look in the mirror every day and pick out, you know, three things that they like about themselves. Can be physical characteristics, can be, you know, non-physical characteristics, but things that they like about themselves. And it feels really cheesy and dumb and you feel silly doing it. But it does really work, right? Because you're basically starting to create that new neural pathway Mm -hmm. uh, rather than seeing yourself and like, ugh, I hate, you know, X, Y, Z. You're starting to think positive thoughts. Um, So positive self-talk is huge. Um, Also, you kind of touched on like being able to recognize your body for other things. So Mm -hmm. like, I'm so happy that my legs can carry me this three-mile walk that I took with my dog rather than thinking about all the ways that you know, you don't look the way that you want or you weren't maybe able to do something that you wanted to do, recognizing your body and appreciating it for what it does do every day, which is like pretty incredible when you think about all the things that go into keeping us alive. You mentioned creating a new neural pathway. So does mm-hmm. that does that actually happen when you do positive self-talk? Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, what's, that's what's happening when you're doing that. So if you're doing it in therapy or you're doing it on your own, over time, it starts to create this new neural pathway. So, you know, our brains are cool because they can change and adapt. And uh, we have what's called neuroplasticity, uh, where we're able to create these new, you know, connections in our brain. So rather than, you know, over time, obviously takes a bit of time. Mm -hmm. uh, But over time, rather than you see yourself in the mirror, and your thought was always like, I hate my stomach, why am I, you know, so fat, or whatever it is. It's now like, I really appreciate my body because I carried two children and mm-hmm. like I am a healthy person and I, like my body is not even the most important thing. You might not even think about it anymore when you're first looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, so over time that's what's happening is it's just kind of creating that new pathway. Yeah, it's also, you know, it's a pretty human tendency for us to focus only on the bad things. Yeah. I mean, across the board, not just about our bodies, about everything. (laughs) Bad things have such a stronger impact than the good things. But that's really cool that if you can spend time thinking about the good things, that maybe that will start to supersede all of the 
nonsense you've been telling yourself for so long. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's, that's huge. Just trying to kind of talk positively to yourself. You can write down if that's helpful. I've had clients put like little post-its on the mirror and with like positive affirmations and those sorts of things, um, which is helpful too. So those are all really important. Um, and I think also another thing is to pay attention when you are really focused on your body, like what's underneath that, you know, is there anxiety underneath that? Are you feeling lonely? Are you feeling, you know, um, sad? Like what's going on beneath that? Because oftentimes our fixation on our body and looking a certain way is tied to, well, if I can control this or if I can fix this or if I can be this way, I won't feel X anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and so particularly I know like myself included, like in times of like high stress or anxiety or, you know, if they're sad or whatever, when people are feeling really strong emotions, they can also then fixate more on their appearance because that's a way to, or something that they can kind of control or Mm -hmm. focus on instead of whatever they're anxious about. Mm -hmm. So also just thinking about the underlying emotion that's there too. Again, so much Mm self-awareness. We just have to take ourselves on a little step back Mm -hmm. when we're feeling that way and yeah, get to the root of it. That's really smart. Yeah. Is this really about how I look in this outfit or is there something else going on? Yeah. And you can be your own therapist. Yeah. And you can obviously talk about that in therapy too. (laughs) Like, hey, I'm noticing that I'm really fixated on my appearance lately. Like, what's that about? Um, And kind of unpacking that with someone, you know, like, oh, well, you've been really stressed with work and you have this family stuff going on. Do you think that that could be related? Um, Mm -hmm. And not everyone is that way um, as far as like getting more fixated during times of stress, but it certainly is a common thing that happens. So aside from getting um, feedback from social media and media in general, there's certainly, you know, our friends and family around us that Mm -hmm. will comment as well. Um, (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about how we can protect ourselves from those interactions? Yeah. So, I mean, a big part of why we develop negative body image, um, in addition, obviously, to the media um, and society, societal expectations is just what our parents, our family members, our friends are saying to us about our body or about their own bodies. Um, So I think, you know, uh, as a product of the 90s, like, my mom was always on some sort of diet or like doing some new like Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or this or that. Um, And so that's really impactful as well, just like seeing other people Mm -hmm. talk about that. Uh, But something that comes up a lot for a lot of my clients, um, particularly, you know, of certain like cultural backgrounds is just knowing that when they go home, a comment is either going to be made about how thin they are or how they're not eating enough or how they're eating too much and they've gained weight. It's kind of like they can never really (laughs) be enough. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's always going to be a comment on their appearance. Um, And so, you know, it goes back to setting boundaries. And so it depends, obviously, on kind of what your relationship is with that person and how much or how how little you need them involved in your life. If it's a friend and they're not respecting that, it could be different, obviously, than if it's a family member. Uh, But being able to let them know that you don't want those comments made about your appearance. Um, I have had to do that in my own family where it's not necessarily that they're making negative comments about my body, but that that's just that they're commenting on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I've had to ask like, or just say like, Hey, I would like, I would rather not 
talk about my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been very respectful of that. Um, but then there are certain family members who it's just like, you know, like my grandma mm-hmm. will make comments and it's like, she's, you know, in her nineties. Yeah. There's it probably is what it is. a point where it's, <laughs> it's like as easy as talking about the weather, Yeah, you know, like people just, Oh, you look great. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like a negative thing necessarily, Um, but I think just it's being aware of like how those things make you feel, right? So if obviously if your parents or family members are negatively commenting on your body, like oh you've been eating too much or you gained weight or you know you let yourself go, that's not going to make anyone feel good. Mm. Um, And you can make you can set those boundaries, of course, like or even just reframing it, like yeah, I'm actually really taking care of myself and I feel really healthy right now. Or if you're not and you're struggling, like, yeah, I've been really stressed and overwhelmed with work and life and, you know, all of this stuff. So, you know, my health has taken a bit of a backseat, mm-hmm. um, kind of just like acknowledging uh, that our life also <laughs> contributes to um, our ability to kind of care for ourselves and what our weight may or may not be at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a lot of people, just like any comments on their body can be triggering. So I think it's just identifying like for you, what is triggering Um, And then what boundaries do you need to set as well as what's realistic in your family? Um, Because I think, you know, for some, for some families, it's not realistic to expect that they'll never say anything, Mm -hmm. but you can continue to set that boundary or, you know, kind of just like reframe it. Like, yeah, I'm feeling really, really healthy and really happy with myself. Yeah. um, So that they start to recognize hopefully that that's not, you know, something that you want to talk about. Is it ever appropriate to comment on someone's body? Like, I'm just thinking it's, I mean, it could always be awkward, but if you know that somebody's been working really hard. Yeah. So there's, that's where there's like so much gray area, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you know that, you know, you have a friend who's been actively like trying to lose weight or get in shape. In a healthy way. In a healthy way. Yes. Starvation way. (laughs) Then you say, and you say nothing like that could also make them feel bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that it's a case by case basis. Right. Even some people that are doing things in a healthy way and are working really hard don't necessarily want comments made, Mm -hmm. but some do. Um, And so I think it's also being able to have that conversation or like let them know like, Um, when you are making a compliment or sharing something like, Hey, you know, I know you've been working really hard and like eating healthy. And I just want to say you look, you look really healthy and you look great. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if that's not, if you don't want me to talk about your appearance, you can let me know, but I just wanted to, to, you know, share that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they can obviously kind of like giving them the option then to set the boundary or to be like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah. I've been doing X, Y, Z, but everyone's different. And Mm -hmm. so there's not really like a blanket approach um other than just I think being mindful about how you word it like to where yeah you look really healthy not you look really thin yeah you're so skinny like (laughs) um, all of those things um that can certainly backfire that can certainly backfire and I think you made a really good point where it's like if you at least to as much as you can know that they're doing it in a healthy way mm-hmm. versus like someone just shows up and they're like really thin all of a sudden and you're like, oh my gosh, you look amazing. It's like, well, yeah, they actually maybe have an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of like kind of bombs that you can step on in that arena. Um, so I, I generally just try to not comment unless I know someone really well. Um, and mm-hmm. I know that, you know, they've been working hard and they've been doing whatever and that's kind of their goal and that they also are okay or will be okay with me making a comment. Mm-hmm. I just won't comment. Yeah. Or I'll say like, you know, like I said, you look really healthy or you look really happy. Mm-hmm. 
um, yeah. versus, you know, appearance fixated. Mm-hmm. Is that for the same for for guys or for anybody that's like trying to look? I said guys, but it could be anybody that's trying to get all muscle Bus, muscly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, you're looking super cut these days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, same thing, right? Like, obviously, if someone's spending, like, hours and hours in the gym, they might be like, yeah, like, I've been working out really hard. And they might like that feedback. um, And it's okay to, like, acknowledge that and recognize it. I think, like, where the danger can come in then is then people start to, like, become really um, obsessed isn't maybe the right word, but very, like, they start to then tie their self-worth to their appearance. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if I am really stressed out at work and I can't work out for two weeks, like, oh, now I'm going to look bad and people aren't going to, like, think as highly of me and it can kind of spiral, mm-hmm. um, even if it started out as, like, a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you said spend hours and hours in the gym. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Um, so we're, we've been talking a lot about weight in the last few minutes. Um, but obviously body image, as we mentioned earlier in the conversation can Mm -hmm. be, is like your whole body, like how you see your face, how you see your, um, general structure, you know, um, and there are different ways to approach that. But I think the thing that we've come back to a few times is just that self-awareness. Why am I having this reaction? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and I think something we didn't really touch on yet also is like aging, right? And like, I mean, for women particularly in our culture, there's like this negative view of like as you get older, there's more fixation on like what your face looks like and your skin looks like, and I have wrinkles and I have like deep bags under my eyes and you know all of these things, where maybe you didn't have those views when you were 22 because you could you know stay out till like four in the morning and then wake up at nine and look like a goddess, but. I don't understand that. I've always looked like a tired mess when I wake up. (laughs) My whole life. (laughs) I used to just, like, treat my body like trash, and then my skin was perfect. Like, it was perfect. Oh, my gosh. like, ow. (laughs) And I have, like, a whole regimen. Good for you. I was an acne-ridden child. (laughs) When I became an adult was when things started to, like, chill out. Yeah. And, like... To your point, I when I was a teenager, I, like, thought I had really bad acne because I would get, like, a couple pimples. Oh, I hated you. If we were like, friends as teenagers, ah. I would have tried to cut you. I was, like, use proactive and, like, all that stuff. I was, like, looking back, like, I didn't need proactive. Like, my skin wasn't bad. I got, like, regular hormonal pimples. Um, but anyway, so, yes, there's so much more to it than just your weight mm-hmm. um and so I think it's also just you know if you know someone is like getting regular facials and like taking care of their skin and stuff and you know you know they would respond well to like oh your skin looks really great mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with saying that um but again I think it's just trying to know your audience as much as possible and then also making sure that that's not like the only thing that you're ever complimenting them on oh yeah for sure <laughs> that would be unfortunate yeah <laughs> Uh, and also, like, if you're looking in the mirror and you're feeling particularly good, I think that's also a moment for self-assessment. Like, wow, I'm feeling great about what I'm seeing in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. What else is giving me the confidence that I am feeling right now? Right. Yeah. That's a great point. Because um, I think that, 
you know, even just looking day to day, you could have a day where you feel really terrible about yourself. You look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I hate this. I hate that. And then a couple days later, you could, you know, feel really great and feel confident. And so your appearance day to day isn't changing that drastically. And so it definitely paying attention to like, well, what else is contributing to this positive mood and how can I kind of harness that or use those things to help improve my mood, you know, in the future, or even recognize when I am having that bad day and feeling bad about myself, that it's not maybe the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, well, my takeaway for this is this is all about self-awareness. <laughs> self-awareness is key. Yeah. Um, which I think is a common theme it in is. the episodes that we've had. Seems like a cop-out, but um, <laughs> know thyself as they say. Yeah, and, you know, like we touched on, really just practicing and being mindful of what media you're consuming, following accounts that make you feel good, maybe unfollowing ones that, you know, just don't make you feel as good. Um, talking about yourself in a more positive way, as well as trying to focus on other things than your body in conversation, if that's something that you notice yourself, you know, focusing on a lot. Um, and surrounding yourself with other people that do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can even just set boundaries with those people. You don't have to completely change your friend group, uh, <laughs> but set boundaries as well. Um, and recognizing, you know, what your body does do for you, the great things about it, positive things, um, you know, like how it keeps you alive and carries you from point to point Um, and then also like engaging in other activities hobbies things that bring you joy that aren't just related to your appearance or looks and not to say that those can't be you know like exercising or hiking or whatever but that you're doing it to for the enjoyment of it rather than to look a certain way all right thanks for joining us thanks